Happy New Year. Welcome back into the Horseshoe Lounge at Roosters. This is a fun, casual joint, and we are going to try and have a fun, casual conversation for the first time in 2024. That is Justin Zwick, Bobby Carpenter, Nicole Cox. I am Austin Warden. Unfortunately... It's like going to a will reading, Austin. How much fun is that? (laughs) It's not the most fun you can have to look back at the end of 2023, which did not end the way anybody at Ohio State expected. Have there been enough days? I thought the bowl games didn't matter. Well, they don't. (laughs) Until you lose them. They don't. I'm not trying to have it both ways. So you tell me how to feel about it, Bob. I don't know. I I think I knew that the outcome wasn't going to change anything. And it's not that Ohio State lost, so now I'm I'm overreacting to a setback. I'm reacting to what it looked like, which I was baffled by. So that's, okay, so the results, I don't know. That's different than the results, right? Yeah, just how it looked. how you got to that point. You know, the movie was going to end, end, (laughs) and you knew it wasn't going to have the ending that you wanted. You're watching Titanic, but how how did it get there? You know, I mean, did you leave Jack in the water? Did you try to make room for him on the raft, or did you just let him freeze to death and die in the water? I mean, I think there was room on that little piece of wood for both of them. You watched him. You have to stare out there. And then Bye, Jack. I, I could scoot over, but I'm not going see, to. See, nope. You're good. I'm going to live. You die. Thanks for that drawing. And we'll be good. But that's, that I'm, just, nice. I'm just trying to figure that out because as I'm watching this, I was like, hey, you know what? This offense looks rough. <laughs> and I'm thinking if if we could make a field goal of excess of 40 yards, it's like 6 nothing. I'm like, can can we get to nine? Because I go, if we can yeah, find, we can hold them to one. We're kicking that field goal. Man. I'm like, if we make this one, you get to, you can find a way to manufacture some yards and get to. I felt a lot like we did when we were playing, Justin. Like, if we can find a way, <laughs> just need something. If we could just get to, if we can get double to double digits, baby. If we just can get cross the 35 yard <laughs> line, then we'll have a chance at a field goal. You get to nine, that gives you room for one for touchdown you. to give up. In like maybe a field goal, and like maybe two field right goals. There. Like you're, right, you feel like you're in a good spot. And alas, you miss the field goal. Eventually, the dam breaks for the defense. They give up the 95 yard drive. You come back. You have a little bit of a drive on offense, but nothing of substance. So then you're throwing that defense out there one more time. We've been playing really well against. Yeah. I, I don't think people realize like how physical and tough that Missouri front was. That that is the best. The front seven, I think, has played. In quite some time, like pro- all year, that I was think. a tremendous yeah. performance. If they would have played like that against Michigan, I think that they, they win that game. I'm so glad you said that, guys. I think that needs to be taken into consideration. That Missouri was a good team. I, you know, they weren't they terrible. The they they were having one of the best years they've had in forever. Right. So we need to remember that it's not like they were just terrible and. But we played. Yeah, you're right. The front seven played incredible. Even and the backs, like Denzel, Denzel, oh, uh, Denzel Burke made Burke. great plays. Hancock, like all the guys, Proctor they were all making plays. Proctor did. Mm-hmm. Like those guys played well. Um, you know, I think there's some tweaks and adjustment that probably need to be made next year, personnel wise, as far as maybe where people are allocated. I'd like to see Sonny probably playing linebacker mm-hmm. next year. That's got to be his position relative to what they need and what he can physically do. But you know, defensively, I felt good. <laughs> Offensively, everybody was upset at the quarterback, and I'm like, the more I watched, I was like, I, I'm not sure exactly what you want this this guy to do, and people, and and so there's a little bit of like, okay, offensive line wasn't blocking very well. Why didn't you do other things? And the, the only problem with that is, and you they, they need to try something. I will say that 100. percent But you have a guy who has never really played, and so it's not like you have your full complement of answers, right? You know, it's not like you can go deep in the deep in the cookbook over here, Rachel Ray, and find you something <laughs> like, "Hey, we can get in this formation, run this protection," because he's maybe never done that before. Yeah. And you have a guy playing center who hadn't really played center a whole lot, and yes, so you got a lot of what you saw, which. Travion played well. Like I thought oh, there was first quarter. It looked like I'm. I'm I was. Oh. I was telling Austin before, and like. You wanted everybody to ball out, but you didn't want him to ball out so much where they come out of here. Yeah. So it's like that first quarter, I was like, man, Trey keeps this up. I mean, he was looking pretty strong, yeah. you know, running through oh, some he's tackles. Fast, yeah, oh, yeah, it looked great. And then it didn't keep up, unfortunately. And the offense just had no answers. And, you know, it sucks for Devin Brown going down. I mean, oh, I've, been, I've been there before. That was terrible. The one game, you don't have to worry about anything. Boom, he gets hurt in the first oh, quarter. You know, I so tore my sad. hamstring in the first quarter. And that just, it stinks that you have to go through something like that. Well, Bob, you said, well, try other things. And when Travion was at his most explosive and popped a couple runs, they put in Tegra Shibola as an extra offensive lineman. They put in Caden McDonald in as a fullback. 
He popped, you know, 11, 13 that first time. I think they only did it twice. And it was like, nah, we're good with that. Yeah. Th- that's at that we point. We ran those. I'm like, what? <laughs> like, <laughs> that was a nice wrinkle. We got that on film. We're good. At that point, like you said. <laughs> that could have been the entire offense. But let's line up and do it. What is wrong with doing what Michigan did against Penn State? We can try to run it 30 yeah. times. Oh. I mean, what do you have to lose? <laughs> you're at least burning clock. You know, you're, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Let your defense rest. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, you crack yeah. one, burn, get a first burn down. Burn a play clock, keep out there. and just... You run it enough, eventually there will be like a little play action. You throw it to a guy in the flat. I mean, there would... It, but they opted for having their freshman quarterback throw off his back foot for the first five or six throws. <laughs> yeah, I can't believe that didn't work. It's weird because like, even... It sounds because I, I, I mean, like, talk about not having a package for him. In, in my head, you had to have a package for Lincoln Kleinholz in this game. Yeah, you had a beat up quarterback who's starting his first game ever. You knew you knew we were going to try and run around and use his athleticism that we've heard about. Yeah, how do you not say what if something goes wrong? We did it in the yeah. Alamo Bowl. What if Justin goes down? Who played quarterback? Ted. Teddy. And we had a package for Teddy to go in there, and it, it, we JC actually had to do it. More, more like screwed. a stocking. Well, like, it, it was we like were because Todd Beckman was a gray place. shirt. I was the only quarterback. You well, know, that's Todd. what I'm saying. Like, that's what, it, that's we what they were acting like. Yeah. Oh, we can't do anything now. It was it, it was wild. I mean, we we knew going into that. you got to have a backup plan, and it actually did happen, and we Paired had to use it. Pair and a spare. I mean, now, Grand Lincoln is not Teddy, <laughs> so you, know, you can't just say run around and do what you got to do. But he actually plays quarterbacks. I know, so it should be better, you would think. Nicole, are you uh, feeling much better about the game now that it's removed or optimistic I mean, for 2024? I'm interested to see what 2024 <laughs> to is going to look like. I I think that, like you were saying, the quarterbacks, it just, we had two guys that had never, I mean, Devin had never started, had he? No. no. Yeah, I mean, and he was coming off the injury and then got injured again, which obviously mentally you're going to be, nervous about that and it happened and it just i don't know i just <laughs> what did what were you thinking on friday night in the stadium how was your viewing experience i love josh proctor for trying to get the crowd pumped up all the time yeah. he had just you know his enthusiasm i think is something that is great for the team yeah it's gonna be best yeah absolutely and um Travion, I thought he played phenomenal. I wrote that's actually what I had written down. Just his plays, he looked great. And um, Jack Sawyer too. I thought he looked wonderful. Um, he had some awesome plays. That was Jack's awesome best sad. game. Oh, he looked not even close. Yeah, he looked great. Do we know if he's coming back? He has not made it a public de- decision. He has indicated that he's likely to return. That okay. is. Which would be great to that's have it. his leadership. He's the guy that's most in that Jay Z bucket. It's like, hey, just calm down a little bit. You're making <laughs> too much money <laughs> too right now. Mm-hmm. And he was, I mean, that, and also that was a very good, uh, to your point earlier, Nicole, about Missouri's talent. They gave up 1.7 sacks per game, Missouri, over the course of the year. He they had were three, a, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Jack had, had three, three by himself. So that's, he was dominating, and that wasn't against some paper tiger. I mean, that was a real deal. So. He was. He was. He looked great, which was exciting to see. And I just think if we could have kept that going through the game, it would have been great. I also think I've been thinking a lot about the standard is the standard, okay. and Let's um, get into it. <laughs> and just the vibes from Missouri on how excited they were to be there because they hadn't been to a bowl game in so long, and that's just not what their team is. That they were like little kids, just like, we're here to win because we're so excited. But at the same time, they were like, we're just here. We're just happy to be here. And I think that the standard is the standard has gotten so high for Ohio State that we're forgetting to enjoy the small games and we're taking the smaller games for granted. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's not the team's fault. That's that's just this this standard is the standard that has been created by fans and everyone on the expectations of Ohio state. And I get it. Like you want to have high standards just like here. Like we expect people to be kind and great to the guests, but we also try to make sure we show them appreciation on the little things, you know? And I think, I know that sounds, that's just so minuscule in the grand scheme of things, but I think if the guys aren't having any chances to enjoy things, it's hard to it's hard to perform at your best when you're not feeling any joy. I, I don't know if that makes sense, but I just feel like 
you can just see it in, you know, just the way we felt about going to the Cotton Bowl. And I, when I say the way we felt, it was just kind of what the media was saying of just like, we should be in a CFP, you know, we should be in a playoff game. We should be going to the national championship. It's like, hey, we're in a bowl game. Let's be excited. You know, that's just where we are right now. So let's be excited about that because if we're just bummed about not being in a playoff game, we could lose this bowl game, which ended up happening. <laughs> yeah, I think the, and you can lose games. I'm like, That happens. Mm-hmm. I don't, I'm not trying to hold Ohio State to a standard that they have to win every single game that they play every time, no matter what, and it, and it has to look perfect. And I said at the start of December, treat it as an exhibition. Like, it doesn't matter. I'm not, I, I'm not trying to have it both ways. But Ohio State is the one that, that sets the standard for itself. And if they say, well, we don't believe this is an exhibition, and we're offended that you say that we shouldn't be trying to win this game or that we're not going to win this game and that they're taking it seriously and, and want to have a springboard for 2024, well, that was not my choice for them. That was their choice. And so if that's the expectation that they put on themselves for that game and then performed like that, well, then I have to evaluate it accordingly. And I don't think that they looked prepared to play. I just I, <clears throat> Is that as a team? Because yeah. defensively, I felt like they looked prepared well, to play. Well, I, I feel like you heard more defensive <laughs> players talking about, no, this is, this and is they a were the game more here. Complete, we're going to come out and, and they do. were, the, And that's, that's fair. Yeah. They, were the, they were the ones that were actually the same version from mm-hmm. the rest of the season, for the most part. You didn't have Lathan Ransom there at the end. You didn't have Tommy Eichenberg. But everybody else, Jack and JT, both, both opt into that situation. You have Denzel playing out of his mind as well. Like, that w- that there was carryover for them, yeah. and they w- they played very well. And the offense was clearly different. The starting quarterback wasn't there. Julian Fleming mm-hmm. wasn't there. Chip Trainum wasn't there. They made changes on the offensive line. So I can I can understand it. I, I'm not. I'm not I don't know I, if you I, can I, understand I, it. I mean, I, mean, I, I, I can pretty ugly I, I can on the see offensive justifications side of the ball. for it. It's like, ex- it seems like there's a void of leadership on the offensive side. Well, if you I mean, you, no take, you take out, out of the game, you take a, a senior, <laughs> you know. Iron Buckeye and Julian Fleming off of that out of the lineup. Marvin Harrison Jr. obviously not playing. That's a big deal. That is a big deal. The guy that was a big deal. The quarterback who started all twelve games. I mean that that's going to be different. Devin spent the whole month with everybody talking about his leadership and the energy he brought. But mm-hmm. then you remove that from the equation. I, I, who else was there to do it? Matthew Jones got to move to center for that. He was he's the most veteran presence. I've probably heard him say ten total words in six years at Ohio State. So I I don't know, Bob. I mean that's. If that's what it just seemed like. There wasn't that same level of leadership, and like I said, when you lose your quarterback, you lose Chip Trainum, you lose Julian Fleming, Marvin's not playing. Like there's, there obviously is that void there. That now we did see number eight try and bring some of yeah, that. Yeah, Kate. You know? I thought you know what he I, he had a lot of fire, but I think he was on a little bit of a pitch count too with what he could do. You know, is that with his knee still bothering him and everything? You know, it felt like he brought a lot of energy. You know, I spent. I talked to mm-hmm. Dusty Dvorak, who called the game for about forty-five minutes afterwards, just trying to uh, figure out exactly what was going on and you know what he was seeing, what I saw, and everything else. It just, it just didn't seem like there was that passion or fire. And, and I don't know if where that derives from on the offensive side. And not having your quarterback is part of it, but I, you know, I think it's not like Kyle was the most fiery guy either. Exactly. Yeah. You know, Devin maybe a little more so, but it wasn't like he had been huge in that role. So. I'm just looking like is, is there, you know, is there like who was a, the guy the rest fry, of the year yeah. that we that we leaned on in those yes. situations? Was it a chip train him, you know, or was it like Mayan? You know, was it one of those guys that wasn't there, you know, for this game? But I think it was largely just relying on the excellence of Marvin Harrison. Well, <laughs> there's that. There is that. There that was a major piece missing. I'm glad you guys brought that up. I do think that piece had a lot to do with it as well. But I don't feel like we tried to replace or do anything with. Any of our other five-star guys who, you know... Yeah, they took one deep shot down the field, and it wasn't a bad ball from Lincoln Keenholz. Jaden Ballard had a chance to make yeah, a Yeah, had a chance to go make a play on it. I he, think we're all sitting there thinking, like, well, if that's 18, that's probably a catch. I mean, he, that's... But why not? Why not try and... and yeah. You know, I know, granted, when you have two seconds to throw the ball or you're getting a snap and you have two guys running down your throat, it's not it's not easy to play quarterback or that's why he's yeah. throwing off his back foot because you're getting that pressure and you know it's going to come or you... you at least figuring it's going to come with the way that the game was going. Yeah. But even with that, they did a great job all year long of getting Marvin in spots where you could get him the ball. And I don't feel like we did anything like that. Yeah. And it's just the offense, the, the play calling was, I, I don't feel like it was very good. I feel like we should have went and pounded. As soon as Lincoln goes in the game, Hey, offensive line, this is on you now. Yeah. 
Line and up, everybody's going to see it one way or the other, but we're going to let you try and run block <laughs> instead of have you on an island trying to pass block because we saw how that went in the first few series. Yeah. We're putting our hands in the ground. We're coming it, after him, and we, we didn't do that. And Missouri's good up front defensively, but it felt like we were doing a much better job run blocking in close quarter situations. It's typically easier for yes. these offensive linemen, especially when they're not sure or they are just been together for however six practices or whatever it was, you know, banging on each other or with each other. You know, they weren't prepared to play, and they didn't know exactly what was going on. <laughs> on each other, with each other. It's putting you to the test to start On each other, with each other. I mean, it's <laughs> on, on or around. Uh, it's, it's all in get- <laughs> so You mentioned the six practices. Someone brought that up to me on on X social media. Well, you see that online. On the X? Yeah, on the X. Like, is the six practices... Where the way that- I read it was like six hard practices, and others were lighter workouts, maybe. Just trying no, I mean, to figure that's, out that's where that where number was. It was. So you know you can't believe everything. You read. It was suggested by Carson Hensman on his uh, ill-timed podcast appearance in Wisconsin that that practices had not been as rugged and physical as they were a year ago, which we had more also time. seems obvious because one is a playoff game mm-hmm. and the other is the Cotton Bowl. Correct. And you had more days. To fit more, yeah, practices more practices in. Do we and, feel- and 14 players, as Berm said over there, were already in the transfer portal. So the options were limited. They, you had plus plus Marvin, plus maybe some other guys taking a little bit. Like, like you had 75% of your roster or less. You, or you less. can't just but, go. And like, you also played on the 29th. Like when you play on you the first, days. then you have more days in there to yeah. give guys more yeah. rest. Yeah. And fewer have- days and fewer players doesn't mean more physical practices. That, that equation doesn't I, work. I the practices I saw, they didn't seem like it was light club med jog throughs. <laughs> like it wasn't Shady Acres out there, just dudes hanging out, <laughs> mm-hmm. cruising around. I mean, this was real. Like they were practicing to win, and there was an intensity about it. And you know, they they built that thing up and had like a crescendo of like two or three really good ones before they left. And then you go into like your game week when you get down there on the bowl site. You know, what are you supposed to be? You know. When they play Friday, we, like Wednesday out there, just dudes smashing on dudes like Jay-Z's talking yeah. about? <laughs> when your offensive line's not that good, you might need to bang a little bit more. I think, I also think, guys, do you think that they'll ever change that the transfer portal won't open up until no. after the bowl game? Yeah. Unfortunately why is it? Why is it before the bowl game? Because I think that needs to be taken into consideration, well, too, that you're losing guys. Well, you're that trying, you're juggling up. so much as a head coach you're, or as a coaching staff it, at that point. It's, it's not even the coaches. It's the academic calendar at that point. You have, like, to, you have to be in school enrolled in January, so you have to. Got it. In, and, unless they start to treat it completely differently, which they may theor- theoretically they, they could, they Everything could say else is different. you can go to your new school and participate in workouts and go through spring ball without, I mean, participating in class, without participating in class. Like you can take a well, semester. You, you don't off have to go to, you just participate in class. But again, like that's the hang up is all these things that are involved that have made that school December thing. Nicole ridiculous. just drags it all down. They've got, I just feel like that can be figured out whether, oh, could. whether break is moved a little bit. I mean, we've seen well, they break could also though, push, like Miami doesn't go back till January like 19th or well, something. Well, they could also push the calendar forward yes. a little bit. They and, could do whatever they wanted. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, in the end of the day, but because I think they should be able, it should be able to finish out a season, you know, and that's why yeah. we we do need to consider that with the loss of just what how the, many people we had in the portal, and that's it. I mean, the conversation for athletic directors and football coaches is, well, yeah, let's do this. Can you make some concessions for us? Like our sport has changed dramatically; it's not going to hurt anything. They can catch up because they can get in, you know, start in May and do summer sessions. But then you're talking about school presidents and like we're not going to change the academic calendar or make exceptions for these people because there's their 0.001% of the student body. Like, mm-hmm. like, here's the irony. This is the big thing that nobody talks about. You can add a class three weeks in. Like that's, I, I want to tell people that like you can enroll and then get into classes up until usually three weeks right. into the semester. <clears throat> Like the old ad dropped it. Because we yeah. switch classes. Yes, you yeah. have your ad drop. So, like, if you can add a class at that point and drop, by definition, yes. you are getting into a new class. So, yeah. yeah, you missed the first couple of weeks. Catch hey, up on it. Here's, yeah, <laughs> what did I miss? It's all online here's, here. You can read about it. Here's the material. Yeah. Let's go f- through it and figure mm-hmm. out. There there are ways around it, Nicole. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, they just tell you, well, uh, classes start. I mean, that's why 
the year after what was it the 06 Fiesta Bowl your senior year mm-hmm. they had to fly back the night oh, after the, night the game after, because yeah. we have school tomorrow and we yeah. have to be there so like flying out for at sil- one o'clock in the morning for syllabus day <laughs> like no oh, one even goes you anywhere better be there because they're checking oh check these man like it's <laughs> <not different. laughs> that's that's a lot that's a lot mm-hmm. oh, for anyway. sure. 2024 is off to a great start. It, it will it? be. Guys, Rogers and Rogers in the portal. I mean, oh, we'll, yeah, I know. we'll get to that. The meerkat in the portal. I mean, uh, hey, does anybody look at it like this? Like, this is so well. not yeah. how we wanted Three it to end. And you got to go somewhere else. It's not. It's not how we wanted it to end. Everything ends badly or else it wouldn't end. And, and who knows? It may get a little bit worse. But. <laughs> what? Ooh. What do you say? Hey, oh, man. I almost what? spit out my water. Guess what I'm doing? I thought it was. Oh, I'm just She's the looking standard. at the quarterback look room guys, saying this is going to be bad next year. No. I'm moving the standard no. so we can get the standard to a point that people start being excited and actually like. Just happy when we win it. Yes. Every other game. We need to be at that point, guys. Yeah. I, I, so I just. I don't know if we're that low yet nicole I'm, i i agree with you i don't want to go lower but i just feel things will be different when people can just start i just feel like it's so critical every time we lose a game or anything oh, yeah. we do and it's becoming unenjoyable yeah, for people and i just think it would be great to get to a point where we're just like the Missouri fans were. I mean, no, you would have. On. No, I mean, you know what I mean. That's like what I mean. just the Purdue Austin. That genuine. You guys remember when Dayton Flyers, um, in the basketball when they went to like the Elite Eight, mm-hmm. and every time they won a game, it was just like, oh my goodness, we just can't believe we're even here. You know, like they just were over the moon, genuinely excited, and it would just be neat for that to happen again, or for us to. Feel excited. Feel emotions. Just feel good emotions. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. just to have that positive energy around. I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm wrong. I just, you know, and, I, and there's a lot of change going on. Think about every team. Every team is going to go through phases. It's like, it's just how it is, you know, and it stinks when you're not in a good phase. Um, but I do think it leads to. Remember when Obi Toppin, well, what did he break his foot and then was done and then they couldn't play? And they were not the number one seed and yeah. got knocked out of the tournament. I thought that's where you're going with the Dayton story. Like, that's where we were supposed to feel. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. I mean, Bobby, don't you agree? Don't you agree that we, that. I like to be The happy expectations of the fan base are out of control where you can't well, just my, win a game and be happy that, hey, we won this game. It's great. Or, hey, we lost a tough game. That yes. stinks, but hey, we still support the team and we still love I feel the, like the expectations have gotten Instead of, out of control. Here's high. the reality. People are saying Nick Saban should retire because of how they handled Although, the game last night. I mean, like that and this dude has won six <laughs> national championships. Yep. You know, well, people on, say earlier in the years like they should fire Nick Saban yes, because this done. team is so bad. And he's then it done. was one of his best coaching jobs ever. And, and then, then what are we doing? Night, it was terrible. We're running we're running yes, quarterback we're power. It right again. Now. What? Like it's just they had no answers. I mean that's the way it is everywhere. I get it. Like, no, I say everywhere. It's the way it is at the probably like the top. At the top. Five. If you want to yes. be teams and you want to be there. There's not a lot of room. It's like it's trying to sit like eight people in a love seat. Like, people are getting knocked to the floor. Like, there's Do not a lot of room. I still feel we're at the top, though. I still feel like we're a ro- top team. Well, the roster is one of the top three in the sport. Uh, I don't think that's an issue. I think that there are parts of the program that are not being maximized. But, the, but it is still I, the envy of ninety nine percent. I watched those games. I watched both, you know, the entirety of both of the games yesterday. I feel like if you could have plugged in Ohio State, Georgia, or Oregon into any of those games, they would have looked about the same mm-hmm. score wise. Like maybe the scores are higher or lower based upon matchups. But I felt like there was probably about six or seven really good teams this year in college mm-hmm. football, and it was just going to come down to a function of who made plays at the end of games yes. to be able to win. And we yes. saw that. We That's s- what it was. So we it's saw a, the, I agree with you. the one seed play Ohio State uh, in a road environment for the Buckeyes, and it came down to one play. One play. I mean, they mm-hmm. are that close. They are in the. They are at the pinnacle of the sport. That's what makes. It just feels so different because a lot so of those different. guys are gone and different. It's different now. But that's also part of it. I mean, mm-hmm. we, we don't have to. We'll get into that in the second part of the show. But I'm trying to just get over the fact that Nicole said she's interested for this offseason was the word she chose, yes, and interested. that it could get worse. I'm, I don't like that. No, I, don't, I, don't I didn't like that say second part. Let's yeah. let's rephrase that. Woo. I just was trying to say it. Yeah, I know what you're saying. 
I'm just, just trying just to rearrange yes. the standard just a little bit, just so that we can exceed the standard. Jedi mind trick over here. Standard. We can just the exceed the standard. The coldest people enjoy their lives more and not get so upset. And for these kids to enjoy it, too. Well, for these players. Nice. It didn't look like Kyle enjoyed much of his season. I know. After every game, And he was at. phenomenal. Like I, well, Let's not go that far. Let's was, not go that far. He was far. good. He was, he was good. great for a first-year quarterback. And it's you're really right. Good. I feel like the pressure was just so much that we looked past great things that he did for his first year so we're going into 2024 with a greater sense of appreciation i would love you guys now that would make me so happy that is exactly what i'm trying to see what happens when burn gets on the show (laughs) in the second half i need to get you you a time machine nicole to 1950 where you'd be really happy every day and just back to 2002 when people were just happy that we were winning it didn't matter if it was by there was three no or social exactly. media venue. touchdown. And then we won whatever. a national championship right, because we were all so grateful for every win we made. There you go. I'm telling hey, you. It's impossible, it. it's impossible to be grateful and unhappy at the same time. Jim Trestle had that somewhere. I don't know who said it, but that was in there. It was in the winner's, the winner's manual. Right. manual. Well, that's well said, Nicole. Thank you. Uh, anything going on at Roosters this week? You can we're use your gift cards now. Happy, yes, <laughs> you can use your bonus bucks now, and um, we're just happy to be back. Yesterday mm. was really busy with all of the games, you know so what? thank oh, you to everybody who came and out. And Appetizer mm. Thursday. And today actually is. is Appetizer Thursday. And it's it really, is. It's very really appropriate, like starting the year with really, you're throwing your ace at the beginning. You, you do. The Mott Sticks. Don't They're hold delicious. It They're out 24 is cheesy, go. golden brown. Mm. They've got the marinara dipping sauce. $3 all day long. So you're coming out strong. Today. Today, the first <laughs> Tuesday of 2024. Let's go. I'll have to look at the calendar because we have a leap year in here, so you may get an extra Ooh, Tuesday. an extra Ooh. appetizer Tuesday Ooh. this Let's year? Let's go. Oh, she hadn't thought about that yet. Yeah. Yeah. Now well, she's worried no, about it. No, I was thinking about it about the year. Panic. Panic. No, it's not. It's not an extra. Someone corrected me when I did today in history. I was like, 364 no, days five. left. They're like 65. We have five appetizer Tuesdays in January, which there is awesome. There we go. Yeah. There you go. Coming out strong. All hey, right. you get the... December 31st, uh-huh. also a Tuesday. Oh, Ooh, I like it. You get the extra get the appetizer, extra appetizer Tuesday. Tuesday. We'll have to Tuesday. see what our hours are on that New Year's Eve. Oh, that's right. we change them every year. We'll, we'll plan ahead. I'm not going to ask you <laughs> 12 months in advance. I'm what do you think the time is, Nicole? When can people come pick those up on you the know, 31st? Never know. I Sometimes I'm going to put her on the spot for those. Plan ahead. I should Just know to that. see how much planning Nicole is actually doing. All right. She's going to go do a lot more of that, get back to work, and we're going to uh, carry on. Berm's going to be in here as we talk. At Roosters in the Horseshoe Lounge, it's a fun, casual joint. Roosters has been so fortunate. We just want to be able to give some of that back to the community. They donate to organizations that are near and dear to their heart, and we're so fortunate to have been with Roosters now for a long time. They always go above and beyond to help support our foundation to further help veterans. It's just a wonderful feeling to know that Roosters supports the Buckeye Cruise for Cancer. All the folks at Roosters are just genuinely kind folks, and they want to make a difference. Thank you, Roosters Foundation. Thank you, Roosters. Thank you, Roosters. Thank you, Roosters Foundation. Welcome back into the Horseshoe Lounge at Roosters. Happy 2024, Burm. Hey, Burm. Hey. Positive Burm. Welcome to the new year. Let's go. You got some positivity for us? I have one us? question that I want to dive into. <laughs> Let's go. One burning this, question. I'm, I'm not, and I know this is going to be viewed in a negative way, oh, and it's really not. Michigan played a great game on, on what day was it? Last night. Monday? Monday. Yeah. Played a great. I mean, they didn't play a great game. They played well enough to win. But oh, it, brings up, it brings up my point. Uh is Alabama the fifth best team in the SEC? <laughs> I mean, I, I'm, this is not uh, Georgia, Georgia, Texas. Well, I mean, no, they're not current. current. Georgia, LSU, Ole Miss, Missouri. Well, I they, think we all beat, beat Alabama. Well, they, they beat played, LSU. I don't care. They knocked Georgia. They, they, they knocked out. Jane. <laughs> oh, believe me, it was tight. It was a one possession game I, when Daniels I, went out. I I know that they beat Georgia. I I, I get it. Okay, but they like, also played Ole Miss. Yeah. Did they beat him? Yes. Yeah. Okay. They beat Ole Miss. But good. did you so watch maybe. that game? Like, how? They look different in that game than they did at the it's end of the year. It's just some weird opinion. sorcery uh, uh, that Saban has over people, I guess. Because I, 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 I realize they beat all the teams, but they aren't better than them, right? Like, not this year, they're not. I, I would say part of it is a little styles make fights. And where Bama's always been so good up front, mm-hmm. Michigan was better than them. Mm-hmm. You know, and they were able to pound. Because it wasn't like Michigan played. I thought Michigan would have to play a near flawless game. Yeah, They'd they, have to play they like they did against Ohio no. State. If they played like that against Ohio State, I think Ohio State wins. I mean, they well, fumbled a punt yeah. like right there on the forty. They gave Imagine them the after first all that, right? So they come back, they tie it, and then 
they were this close to losing oh, on a safety on a botched punt by bringing in oh a, my God. a different Who punt returner. Uh, I was like, what are you doing? Anyway. You want to th- you want to talk about special? Maybe we should just restart yank, this. Yank the, uh, they yanked the kick. Believe me, I watched. I was like, I'm looking at this. Like, well, I'm seeing this. And I'm like, I think Ohio State's probably about as good as both of these. The, I think the same as I did earlier. I yeah. think that's what's yeah. extending the misery to get it back. It onto really the conversation does. About I think Ohio that's State. what like, Michigan is now one game away from a national but championship. The and good news is Washington. And I said this. I go Texas is a better team. Washington. I am not betting against them. Michael Penix Jr., that left-handed wizard. He's something. He has the ability to conjure sorcery. He played in Because Kalen DeBoer, they, they, he actually, Kalen DeBoer, I didn't realize this, he models some of his coaching decisions late game, obviously after Mike McCarthy, where we're going to choose to throw the ball late <laughs> and do things instead of <laughs> trying gonna, to just – or. Ru- how- I, don't know, I appreciate the fact that they're really good on offense. Foot, foot on the gas pedal, Bob. <laughs> at some point, Texas did not try to blitz him at all. Game would have been over. And, and I know they, they were just dropping back in zone because you couldn't match up with their wide receivers man-to-man, and so you're trying to just, but like, you weren't matching up with their wide receivers in the zone like, either. I'm with you. I, but you gotta get Washington pressure. is a team of destiny. And I'm going to hang on well, to I, on I that. think the problem is that Michigan feels pretty strongly that they are. That doesn't matter. And we live in a society where being a bunch of cheater-ass cheaters gets rewarded. So that's the way it works. Hey. That's the other side. Of but, hey, thing. kudos uh, to Jim Harbaugh for winning a playoff game. They, they were also, prepared. They, Sean they were, Moore, people can talk yeah. trash. He is. They call a good game. This is yeah. the problem that if we're going to dive into the Ohio State conundrum here, it's that there is a fundamental lack of aggression in the Ohio State football program. And I don't want that to be confused with me saying the, the – Ohio State's soft. They're not soft. soft. I watched them destroy. Their def- defensive front manhandled it's, Missouri. It's, it's, for it's, such a, it's such a lazy, yeah. stupid uh, uh, like way to boil everything down into one word. It's not that. There is a lack of aggression. The play calling, if you watched both those playoff games yesterday, all four of those teams were trying a lot of different things. Ohio State is so predictable and so base. In everything they do, and by, by base, I mean just you know what I mean. Basic, basic. They're, 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 they're just, basic. they just don't and, the sign. And I don't know when that started or why it started, but it seems like Ryan because it has wasn't just, that it, it wasn't that way in 2019, it, and it wasn't like that in 2020, 2020 or 2021. Yeah, so I I don't know why it shifted, but there is just a lack of a willingness to say, hey, watch freaking Ryan. What Ryan Grubb at Washington. Watch the way he calls the game. Watch the way Sharon Moore calls the game. Something has to change in the way that Ohio State's philosophy is. Well, and even on defense, they, defense played great, but in blitz, they don't blitz. No. They did a couple times. Got sacks. Missouri, uh, but we spent all game. we spent the entire previous year being like, "Hey, why does Jim Knowles blitz so much?" And then he. Yeah. adjusted, and they became the number two scoring defense <laughs> like, in the country. I, like, like, let's let, I, let's I, set that one aside. It's like Larry Johnson, though. It's like, okay, last year you rotated way too much. This year you rotate way too little. Like, yeah, Can we just get your porridge to taste right, please? <laughs> this like, you have all the ingredients. Right. You have I, the ingredients. I'm with you. I, I get it. it. It just it doesn't seem logical. I had somebody. I, I was in. I was deep into X on Saturday, on Friday night. It's a dangerous place to be. It was it really was. I mean... If I was in a better, I wasn't really drinking because I was sick. I had strep throat, so I was not consuming large quantities of alcohol. Like just really this moderate, actually helps. Just moderate uh, strep throat. Uh, yeah, just a little. Well, I had a hot toddy. I mean, I had a hot, hot toddy. Yeah. I had a hot toddy. Uh, that is true. But I, I, someone was like, you know, if Ryan, if, if Ryan would only call crossing routes like they, like like Urban did back in 2018 against Michigan. Hill. You do realize he was the offensive coordinator <laughs> yeah. for that game, right? He was the one that called all of those. We don't run any crossers. Yeah. Go, Ryan called those. Those were that was him. I, I don't know. And I but I said this because AJ was Michigan's sure. final touchdown in regulation, like that play right there to Roman Wilson, is a prime example of just something that Ohio State would have done three years ago, yeah. and they just don't. do They it. did it against. Remember Ryan? You know they got bogged down in 2019 against Clemson in the red zone. Mm-hmm. So then you saw the next year they play them, dude. Ryan had a whole bag yeah. of tricks in the red. They got down there, tight ends cross, this and that. I mean, they had all kinds of stuff. I'm like, man, this guy looks at things, solves problems. But they also don't go five wide. You also don't see him well, doing things that just – How like, could they have gone five wide with that offensive line? I find 
force them to spread out, and then you have a hot route. And there's I mean, getting it out. I don't mind the that. There's some different things. Catch it, get it out. I don't mind out, that at all. You do some different tell things. Tell your quarterback, this is where your pressure is. He comes, you replace him with a receiver. Okay. There's, there's, But, like, you look at but. Michigan, not to go too far. It's like they gonna do, they're doing what they're going to do. But they were going to have to manufacture some big hits. And I looked at what they did against Ohio State. Coming out of the second half, Alex Orgy, boom, go get 25 yards. That was a chunk play. Halfback pass, Donovan Edwards. Like, I told AJ, he's doing this show with McAfee. And I go, this is what they're going to do. They're going to find a way to get Orgy on there. And he wasn't as effective. Yeah, like a six-yard run. Mm-hmm. They go, they'll throw – J.J. McCarthy's athletic dude. They're going to throw a throwback to him. There's no doubt in my mind. It was maybe one of the greatest catches oh, in the game that yeah. I've ever seen. And it was amazing how it all worked out. But I'm like, that's they're going to have to manufacture because they can't just rely. Now, granted, Roman did. They made some plays where they beat guys, but their guys aren't typically good enough to just go out there and beat you one-on-one. They're going to manufacture those situations. And it leads you to believe, to your point, Burn, like, is there that opportunity right. here? If you have players that are good enough to beat people one-on-one, that's great. But guess what? If you actually manufacture stuff for those guys, the result should be exponentially even better, you'd think. That's why I don't. I just cannot, and we said this on Friday night when we left AT&T Stadium, that I did not put that loss on the players. I thought, like, yes, they the offensive line did not play well. They shuffled the personnel. I think even that decision, I think, goes back to the coaching staff. Like, I know, Bob, that we don't just like to sit here and talk about uh, people's livelihoods and, and take it away from them. Well, that's, but that's true but, to like, it. but they're like something needs to be changed. When we're Berm, you're calling it aggression, you know, it can be play calling. It can be anything the whole off season. Like Ryan day has not been aggressive enough with his own staff, with the management of the personnel, any of that, that I think it all builds up to what you see on those Saturdays. They were one play short, so we could have again been talking about something very different if, if one thing is different in yeah, an arbor. But once the, once you're short one thing over and over again, then it's your responsibility to fix. And, and that's and that's the point. I think what happened and the reason that they were in position to be one play short was a culmination of special teams errors and maybe you know lack of development from start to finish at quarterback or you know issues in the second half with the defensive line and not being able to get off the field. Those are bills that have become due that mm. were could have been mm. addressed two years prior. Got to pay the boat, man. You have to pay up. <laughs> Got to pay the troll toll. When the rent is due, it needs Put to be paid. the coins on the eyes. Pay the boat, man. Anyway, that's um, how I feel. It, it's it's a really difficult conversation because there are so many things that have to change. But as you guys were talking about in the first set, like you could have put a full-strength Ohio State with Comic Accord into any one of those games yesterday, and they, they would have belonged. They yeah. would have belonged, and mm-hmm. they could have won. And so, like, you can look at it, and you should look at it objectively and realize they're not far away, but it feels like to most people that you're, the gap is growing almost daily, and I don't know Their numbers why. are increasing daily? It's how it feels. Yeah, it's like, you know those stupid uh, uh, iPhone games where, like, uh, they show, like, the advertisement? And like it's like your your little uh, guy is running, it's and then there's room. a sign that says plus two, and then your guy multiplies, and then you shoot people, and then it goes to like minus three, and then you lose. Like it feels like it's just constantly minus one, minus one, minus one, and it's like <laughs> here's what's happening. Here's old Miss spending ten billion dollars in the transfer portal to bring in high le- high leverage defensive linemen and. You know, they're looking at next year and saying our schedule is the worst in the SEC and we have an opportunity to go win a national championship next year. So let's dive in. And in Columbus, of all places, it should never, ever be like, eh, things are okay. Like, that's okay is not good. What's amazing is everybody wants a lot of changes and things to happen. But like on the NIL front, it doesn't seem like there's that urgency to maybe get that done. Well, certainly that that's the you're interested in too with that as anybody. Yeah, that's so the problem. You have a fan base that is, and and I I count myself among them. Like I, I don't ever deny that I'm an Ohio State fan. There are a lot of people who have a lot of complaints that can help in some small way and choose not to. But the reality is, you're going to see people attack Ryan Day in the next couple of weeks because players have have left, like Noah Rogers and Bryson Rogers. And those same people are going to be mad. That Why Ryan, do you think those guys left, by the way? Um, because they're being offered a lot of money to go play somewhere else. And because they are looking 
ahead, mm-hmm. and we expect Mecca Booker to return. You have Carnell Tate and Brandon Innes, and now you have Jeremiah Smith and Mylon Graham, and maybe it doesn't make a lot of sense to to be the fifth or sixth guy. Like I can understand that, but the people who are saying that's about oh they're not, not rotating receivers enough. That's nothing to do with it. Like Bryson Rogers, we talked about this on the on the Daily Show this morning. <laughs> Bryson Rogers did not come to Ohio State as a kid born and raised in Warren, Ohio, who grew up dreaming of Ohio State, did not come here under the false pretense that he was going to play as a freshman. He did not, unequivocally, was not told, hey, you're going to be in the rotation. Like, no, he knew that he wasn't going to be. So to leave after one year. Did he go anywhere yet? No, but, I mean, he'll probably end up at Florida. That was They were the runner-up in his recruitment, and I, I guess there's... Oh, because he wants to go down there? That's where he lived in the last couple yeah, of years. that seems like a great situation this year. So yeah, like, Florida's really got it going. Mm-hmm. Noah Rogers is a kid who, in his recruitment, was always sort of penciled in by people saying he might flip to NC State in any yeah. moment. And, and he was a homebody, and yeah. Jeremiah Smith is a, almost a, a like-for-like replacement a for body, him. Yeah. And, and so... You, I can understand it, but again, even that player, he was a five-star type wide receiver, according to some people. Like, you don't come into Ohio, you you chose Ohio State because the road was harder at wide receiver. So to then leave after a year by saying, "Oh, the road's harder," like that doesn't add up to me. So it comes down to other schools get a a big boost when you say, "Hey, we got one of Ohio State's wide receivers." Okay, like Iowa did with Caleb Brown or Missouri with Mookie Cooper. You can say, "Well, we got one." Like, okay. But bottom line, like, if you spend your entire recruitment saying that I only want to play for one coach, then you can't complain if you don't have a good enough relationship with the rest of the staff. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and the fact of the matter is people loved Urban Meyer for not knowing the names of people who weren't starters, but yet people will hold it against Ryan Day if he's not, like, holding people's hands throughout their entire college career. And, like, I just think people have a – a wanting it both ways type of problem here, and I think well, welcome to society. So yeah. much of it, so much of it. I swear, and this is why I get frustrated because I think the belief is that Ryan Day is—he's not from Ohio after all. He doesn't get it. like that's just not true. Like it's not true, and I, it doesn't matter to people. So I think people would. Well, Urban Meyer was a dick. Everyone loved him. Like, <laughs> no, <laughs> like people hated Urban Meyer. The people, but he won. He beat Michigan, and I, I get it. He beat some bad Michigan teams in there too. Yeah, by like, the way. this is this is there are, are areas of gray in all of these conversations. But I, I feel like Ryan Day is letting these conversations get Fest, to him faster. Mm. Yeah, and like so, you know, uh, it sort of becomes a self fulfilling prophecy for people. I think, and and maybe for him uh, ultimately in his career, but like he has to fix it, and he has to step up. And take on the shots and say, hey, I, this is on me. I'm fixing it. Because if he doesn't, it's going to be him getting fired next December. So, like, what are the options? You can't keep buck passing the buck. Like, there is no more buck to pass. I don't think he passes the buck. I just think he holds the He holds the buck. He holds the buck. <laughs> like, the buck <laughs> stops here. It. But instead of, like you said, choosing to maybe make some of the changes, he's just taking the arrows as opposed to maybe leaning in of trying to figure out how to solve problems. Do you, I mean, how many, do you think there'll be substantive changes made on the coaching staff? Yes. And there has to be. Well, listen, just because there has I mean, to be. Doesn't mean, I mean, it doesn't, well, there's it, been a couple it years coming. It becomes a matter of opinion. self-preservation at this point, and I think that that, enforce, that forces you to do, do things maybe differently. or to Confrontation breeds change. Yeah, and, and you need it right now. Well, I um, think the loss actually helps him maybe say, I'm actually going to do this instead of coming off a win where everybody's feeling good or and this or that or the other. We were fortunate to, and you are you're over there all the time, you know, we have good relationships with these people, and I don't like to yes. say, like, oh, time to move on. Like, when you have assistants who've been here for almost 10 years, like, I'm sorry, that's just too long. It's too long to be an assistant coach at a place like Ohio State. Like, bottom line. Particularly, I mean, if you choose to, and you're continuing to provide value, that would be one thing. But if it's because nobody else will hire the people on your staff, that's what I've I've said for a month. Are you maximizing every opportunity you have? And people have, you know, latched on to some things that I've said and and others, like, well, how are you going to evaluate it that way and not for this? Like, everything is an opportunity for Ohio State to be the very best in the country. Isn't that what the whole standard is the standard is supposed to be about? It is. If nobody wants to hire your quarterback's coach 
and never makes any effort. And that's the most Despite important. Despite having three straight Heisman finalists. And that's the most important position on the roster. That's a huge problem. I just, I don't, I don't can't get there. If you decide not to move on from your special teams coordinator after the season when it would have been very easy with no real risk into the Cotton Bowl and you say, well, you still get one more month and then we're going to evaluate things after the season. And it's very clear what that evaluation should be and is going to be. And then you don't hire anybody else or don't let somebody go on the road for a month in a temporary full-time role. And then you commit four special teams penalties in the Cotton Bowl. I mean, what are, what are we doing? I just I cannot fathom Berm's calling it aggression there. I I just think it was common sense. These things I can understand a justification to get through the month. There's so many things going on with the transfer portal and and scholarship numbers and NFL draft decisions and and signing day. That's fine, but you you have to do things for the good of the program and if for the group. And if they're inevitable then there's no point in delay. I think, again, I've said it before on this show, plenty Say of others. It, I think there's a ton of revisionist history around the Urban Meyer of era. Of course. Um, and, and I think... Only the good things. Yeah. Only remember but, the good things. <laughs> exactly. I think that one thing Urban knew how to do was to build a staff until the end where he decided to hire only his friends and, and that was the end of his programs being dominant. Where if you were an assistant for Urban Meyer, you were there for two years tops and you were out the door and it's either because he burnt you out or because he lifted you up right well lifted you up while burning you out the great the great urban meyer coaching run that he had was predicated on having assistant coaches who were willing to butt heads with him and guys who were not going to be yes men and not going to be just well this is urban's program and we're just going to do whatever he's like he he needed to have Opposing voices yeah. and, and people who were willing to stand up to because he had the uh, at times the the focus view. focus was a little too tight yeah uh, and so you needed someone to back out uh, and I think that the biggest issue that Ohio State had this year and I talked about it here th- two months ago the the inability or the refusal or the decision to not replace Kevin Wilson with someone like Kevin Wilson was a poor decision yeah. And I, it's not a knock on Keenan Bailey. He's he deserves to be a full time assistant. He's doing a great job with the tight ends, doing a great job recruiting. But but you had to have somebody that Ryan Day trusts and and can yeah. listen to. And he's been could, a head coach. And he's been around experience and, and could tell him you're wrong in this moment. And I don't think there's anyone in that in the program right now who has the um, cachet. the cachet to do that. And and that's a real problem. Or the experience. There's anyone that has the experience, experience or knowledge or know how. You that. think about Ryan, he doesn't have that much experience if you put him against like a Saban or something. He's oh, been coaching yeah. for He's been this, coaching for five years. Yeah. Eli Drinkowitz on, on uh, at Thursday's press conference was asked why he decided to give up play calling it's remarkable last year to watch. Uh, this year. Yeah, and it. It, it was I you could see the wheel spinning in Ryan Day's head like he, uh, I he know- started he looked up to the ceiling and he it was like he was trying to tune it out. But he knows <laughs> but he knows he has to do that. And and there that was the thought a year ago and then the Georgia game happened and it was like, Ooh, I'm back. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah. then everything else that you have to do as the head coach took over again. But on top of that, to make it worse, he also has to be the quarterback's coach and the offensive coordinator and the face of the program for NIL and the guy who's you know trying to save last-minute recruitments for five-star defensive linemen. Like, he has to do all these things. Well, he doesn't have to do the first but few he's, things. He's had to. He's had to. Shouldn't he? Each, but he chose to. But he, Again, that's, that's, right. the, that's the point. So does he go into this offseason understanding, if I don't change this, I can't be saved? That's true. I would refer to the great American fighter and ender of the Cold War. Rocky. If I can change. And you can change. You can change. Everybody can change. <laughs> Whatever, it's in Russian. But Sounds right. I think that was it. I think that was. Um, Schleich does a much better version of it than I know. He can ramble off some nonsense. I think he took a couple of Russian classes at Air Force. All right, so with all of that being said, I know we will take a deeper dive into this later. Drill down. There's a lot of offseason. There's a lot of breadth. There's a lot of depth. Yeah. We got what the, fun and drama is what we're all about. Fun and casual. Is the quarterback on this roster? The starting quarterback for September? 
No, I don't believe he is. So you think there will be some portal diving? I believe. No, we're going dumpster diving. I believe. I don't think it's a Cam dive. Cam Ward is gone. DJ well, Cam is Ward gone. was never. Did he price himself anything? out of going somewhere to play in college? And they're like, yes. nobody wants to pay me that. I'm there going was, in that was, there, They floated that. Like, it was nonsense. It was coming from Cam Ward's agent the entire time. Like, Ohio State does not want Cam Ward. They never did. I don't know. Oh, Ohio State offered him $2 million. No, they didn't. They did not want Cam Ward. There were, so is there it Will Howard? Is there that were three quarterbacks from the start that were legitimate options for Ohio State. Peter's son. Get from Dylan. Duke. Dylan Gabriel. Before he went. Peter Gabriel. Riley son. Leonard. Riley yeah. Leonard. And they couldn't get either of those two guys to visit. They had, had they tried. They had their destinations <clears throat> in mind. Riley Leonard to Notre Dame. Dylan Gabriel to Oregon. And the third one, Berm. Was, was who we are. Bill Howard. Will Howard yeah. from Kansas State. Now, is that a is it an a guaranteed upgrade at the position? I don't I don't think so, especially not like when you compare it to what year two of Kyle McCord would have been. I mean, I don't know if it's going to be better than that. Um, upgrade over the Cotton Bowl. It's an upgrade over <laughs> what we saw in the Cotton Bowl, and I think that in some all ways, right, we're I, good. <laughs> I think in some ways, how bad Friday night looked to to not Lincoln Keenholz's fault or or Devin Brown. Oh, I don't fault. blame the, those guys. Um, yeah. I think it will reinforce the notion for Ryan Day that, hey, I, I've got to at least add another piece to this to compete. Now, of course, a guy like Will Howard, who's won a Big 12 championship, who's cut 30 career starts, is not coming to Ohio State with the pretense that he's going to be in a quarterback competition. You're going to have to tell him that he's going to be the starter for next year, bro? You're going to have to tell him that huh. he, he is going to have a, a every opportunity to just walk in and have it be his job. Now, does that mean he guaranteed to keep no, it? There should be no guarantees. At that point, absolutely not. Maybe you get the first reps, but if somebody outplays you, sorry. That's the way it goes. No, that's yeah. real life. That's, that's, I think that's a, it's a reasonable approach. This is a, a kid who's won a lot of football games. He's been playing with less talent around him. He's The question is, how much better is he than what you have? And, that's the, and no one really knows, but I think that it was clear from December 2nd when he entered the portal, that was one of the names that we were constantly hearing. And whether or not that happens this week, whether or not it happens at all, uh, I, we're, we're, we believe it will, but it, it's it's going to just add to the next set of challenges and the next question because then boats get unburned and uh, other stuff like that. <laughs> can't unburn I'm not those sure boats. that's how that works. But they sink to the bottom. I'm you saying, can't go I, I'm saying, I hope that, for, I, I hope <laughs> Devin Brown says, you know what, screw it. I'm still staying. I'm still fighting. Like, that's what I want a football program to be. Like, I get it. It sucks, but you can't have loyalty as a coach anymore. These players don't have loyalty to you. So, Jay Z, yeah. the, the point that you, you made there, I think, is interesting. We're talking about, because this conversation will now be about Will Howard versus Kyle McCord, not necessarily Devin mm-hmm. Brown, at least in my mind. Uh, you could have said the same thing to Kyle McCord <laughs> yeah. a month ago and said, what, well, you know, other guys did. are going to have a chance to compete. That's what I just spring. don't understand. I imagine that they if, did say If the, the dad thing. comes in and says, we want guaranteed. Why don't you say you're the dad who played college football, correct? Yes. There's no guarantees in football. You will get our first reps in spring ball. Mm-hmm. You see how that goes. Mm-hmm. If it goes good, you're going to get first reps in, in fall ball. If somebody's playing better than you, that's just the way of the world. Yeah. We're going to replace you. I don't understand how he walked out of a meeting with them and apparently pissed them off so much or made them feel as if – all right, we're going through this battle all over again. We're getting 50% of the first team reps. We're getting, and they know how bad the starting offensive line is. You're not getting any reps with this. You know, I mean, they, they knew all that and they'd been through it already. I, I don't know how you, well, because you get to this point where you're adding a Will Howard, not you don't know want it. to go through it again. I mean, that the, the answer, I would be almost willing to bet a number of units that that is how the conversation went, which was to say, You've done. If that's the case, I don't know why he leaves then. Because even at Syracuse, if he gets outplayed by somebody, they're well, going he's to not going to get outplayed by anybody well, at Syracuse. He shouldn't. All right. Well, we're going to have a lot more time to talk about that a next lot. week. Do you think that'll be a topic next yeah, week? Yeah. And show number two of 2024. We are going to call it for this one because I think we could go for about six more hours, <laughs> but we shouldn't. We're going to move on from the Cotton Bowl Long and the season. rest of everything else that's coming in this offseason. Well, we're so, going to relive the Cotton Bowl wow. every week. I, it's in my nightmares. It's been fun to get back into the Horseshoe Lounge at Roosters. Thanks to Nicole Cox for having us. Thanks to Justin Zwick, Bobby Carpenter, Jeremy Birmingham. I'm Austin Ward. Happy New Year to you all. We'll see you next Monday. Bama's not really the fifth best team in the SEC. I don't know why I said that. <laughs>